Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And it's getting one step closer to the holidays and one step closer to Michigan's bowl game. So a lot going on. And actually, you know what that just made me realize is that we did it last year. And I didn't have anything ready for this year, but this technically then is our Christmas episode because I think it's our last episode before Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, pump up that Christmas music, man. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to find something. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I was totally unprepared. I've, uh, I have a confession to make. I mean, I've kind of discussed it a little bit, but I have been so busy with things with work. Uh, I mean, it kind of fell nicely where it really, I mean, I've been busy for the month of November and December, but really hit. Uh, right after the regular season ended. So it wasn't too huge of a conflict with how we were doing so many episodes each week. But, uh, yeah, the past couple weeks have been crazy for me with my job. I, I I do the nonprofit, and we do one of those holiday uh, gift trees for the community. And so I'm I got put in charge of it this year, which was... Oh boy, really fun. I, I I didn't mind it. It was kind of one of those little kind of unexpected things. My boss actually wound up leaving for another job, and actually, so let's put every single person on staff who had any major part in the program last year was gone. Oh wow! Like, everybody was left. So we had two volunteers who were heavily uh, involved with it, and then we had. Uh, one our uh, one employee who was somewhat involved last year to a certain degree, but they weren't involved this year. So basically, at st- staff wise, there was no so no assistance. Yeah, it was just like thrown into the fire and be like, "Good luck. Hopefully, you can swim." <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, like there were great notes and everything. Everybody did a really good job. Like, I mean, outstanding. Uh, our team was great. But it was just for a little while, and actually, today's Tuesday. Yeah, today's Tuesday. Yesterday, Monday was chaos, part of the day, and everything. So, I just uh, most of the time, like I'll take lunch time, a nice little lunch break, and then catch up on some stuff with the doing some stuff for the sports cast or getting ready for recording and things like that. But for I don't even know how many weeks now, I feel like I haven't even taken a lunch. Uh, at while I was at work, so I'd like the whole football talk has been kind of a uh, little bit of chaos for me to catch up on recently, but nothing too bad, nothing major. I mean, not, not complaining here. I mean, that's the nature of work. So, yeah, but, planning parties, planning trees. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was great. It was great to see it come together and everything. So I'm <clears> glad that's kind of coming to a close here and everything but it is christmas so uh i'm sure we'll mention some stuff at the end but uh a merry christmas to everyone we hope that uh you're able to enjoy it with family and friends um yeah i feel kind of bad that we're almost just like playing catch up with it yeah well like you said one day closer to christmas one day closer to me not even getting out and getting gifts yet oh you're not ready yet i'm never ready man ever I just seriously am like one of those guys. It's just like, you know, I, I, I 
I have so much, you know, like you said, I'm busy at work, right? You know, usually I got a line release that I got to get done. And oh, yeah. I kind of manage a couple, you know, some people that get going. So. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumping up the music. So I'm not like covering you. I'm just like bringing in the holiday <laughs> spirit a little bit. <laughs> bringing the holiday spirit. And yeah, it's just that time of year, man, where it's just you get that going and busy and. And yeah, it uh year for me and my family, so just financially, so I'm just kind of thinking. Yeah, we. I think the only reason why things kind of worked out nicely, because honestly, like with this whole uh, gift tree program that we have and everything, I was, I was like, done. I'm done shopping. I don't want to do anything. I'm done with Christmas until like Christmas Day. Don't bother me. Christmas can go away until Christmas Day. I'm not like a Grinch or anything, but it was just like too much. Right, and so it actually worked out nicely for us because we got some stuff. We may have even got stuff as early as October, but we did some stuff in November, just kind of like leading up to and getting ready for it. Which isn't it, that was more my wife than anybody. So, oh yeah, yeah. So it just you know, I, I'm not really into it that much, just going out and shopping because I just don't like fighting the crowd. So I'm kind of like one of those late guys so and my you know my kids don't ask for a lot they're kind of the video game kids so oh yeah so yeah i got I, my daughter's gonna kind of be like that but she likes everything but i mean not not to drag this out and like create even a new conversation but i don't know if you've ever seen this i know so, some of our listeners have had to have seen this but have you ever seen those youtube videos or, the, or those youtube channels where people just play games and they talk about them yeah, or they or they even like open toys and things like that. Mm-hmm. My daughter watches that uh, a video like that at least once a day, <laughs> and so she says that she wants all these things. She wants all things. <laughs> so we never run out of ideas for her, but it's just like crazy. She's just turning into this, and that's the thing. We don't buy a lot for her, one because we can't, but I mean we don't want to spoil the kid, but like. It's just like, where do you get this idea that you're you're just going to get all this stuff? I don't know. But it is Christmas, so she is going to get some stuff. And this is the time of year that people get spoiled. So, um, And I and just to kind of get ready to wrap things up here before we get into the football talk, if anyone was with us for our Christmas episode last year, uh, that that one had, you know, some extra – love put into it <laughs> because there was the there was a song i think we did the 12 days of yeah. christmas with it i mean so if you guys have not listened to that one you might want to go back because i mean it wasn't the i will not, I, the performance was not good but oh you sounded terrible yes absolutely but there was definitely some heart and soul right. put it put into it and unfortunately this year that was not the case so I, I dropped the ball a little bit. But. Well, you, you, your effort was there. You took time to, you know, you did your homework on it, but, you know, might want to get somebody else to sing it. Not yeah. me, not me, but somebody else. Maybe maybe my wife will do it next year if there's yeah. time for preparation. So, yeah, she could pull it off. But we're uh, spending a lot of time on the intro. So uh, just the uh, little shout out for everybody for Christmas. Uh, hopefully everybody is able to enjoy it and drive safe and have a wonderful time for the holidays. And that still means though, that, yeah, uh, Michigan football is still happening and it has been a December to remember, and we will go ahead and get into that, uh, 
uh, conversation here coming up. It has already been a December to remember. It has been good for the Michigan fan base. There have been things to look forward to. Some things anticipated, some things a little bit, a little bit surprise here or there. So, but uh, we're talking about the side of recruiting. And so when we talked last week, when we recorded last week, it was after Tariq Black had committed. And even since then, uh, more things have happened. So, uh, Craig, I will hand things off to you if you want to talk about some of the recent recruiting information. Well, you know, Michigan kicking butt in the state of Michigan. I mean, we're grabbing everybody. And and if a lot of people do not know, Michigan grabbed the top six players in the state of Michigan. So not only did we grab our in-state guys, and we have them coming to Michigan. It, what, it, what it says is the best players who live in Michigan go to Michigan, right? So in that, what that means is uh, you know, basically somebody like uh, D'Antonio is not going to have a good time. So what's that? So, so. Oh yeah, we've seen we've seen the uh, memes and we've seen the yeah. Um, oh, you putting in some music there? Yeah. For our good good happy friend uh, D'Antonio. Well, that's him, man. <laughs> if if you had to do um, a Christmas story, you could definitely put Harbaugh as Santa Claus and D'Antonio as the Grinch. I think that would be appropriate. <laughs> Because Harbaugh's bringing the presents, man. He is. He's bringing the presents, and boy, and Coach D'Antonio's just got that salty Grinch look, right? He does. So perfect for the holiday season. So yeah. Yeah. Paint, paint him up green, and uh, which is appropriate for him. Paint him up green, and you've got the Grinch right there. Yeah, he's, he's, you can you can tell he's not happy. I mean, like you said, grabbing uh, we got Tariq Black, and then right after that we get uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, the number one receiver in the country, and happens to be in Michigan. Grabbing him was just huge for Michigan. So, and then Ambry Thomas and Josh Ross and Jalen Kelly Powell, and then we got Deron Irving Bay, who actually committed to uh, right after uh, we got. Um, uh, Cesar Ruiz, one of the best, well, obviously number one center in the country coming to Michigan now. So we got two in one day and that was huge for us, um, to get somebody like that. And then obviously Corey Malone Hatcher from Michigan too, in the Michigan area. And, and he, he's doing everything he can. He's like, not only is he going to be a good player, he's going to, he is like a great recruiter. So, you know, we have to give our hats off to him. He's recruiting like crazy and pay that man, Michigan. Come on. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He he's been all over the place and then uh people have been saying that the uh kind of uh recruiter going under the radar has been Dylan McCaffrey. Um that no, he's had his that. hands in a lot of things. Uh um Tariq Black has. He's been doing a really good job. He's been really pumping it and and getting the Donovan. It you have to give your a hat off to Tariq Black. I mean, there's here's a guy not only is he going to be a fantastic player. He is probably one of the guys who actually could go anywhere and be the number one guy. But he is like, hey, you know what? He's a humble 
player just because he's like, I want the best players to come to Michigan. And he want, he, he tweeted and tried to get Donovan Peoples Jones here a lot. And it, and it worked and got him here. And man, that's, you gotta, that's, that's saying something. I mean, that really says that the best players want to play on a winning team and get a winning program going. And to see that is awesome. Yeah. And something to kind of be thinking about that is actually, um, the the different mindset that you'll see in some of these recruits where some of them want to be the star they want to be the person and they want to be set apart and so you'll see some of them where they go where some school will say hey you're going to be our number one guy you're going to be able to be the best receiver and or best player at your position you're going to be the starter um blah, 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 no matter what, guaranteed, those kind of things. But Michigan, it's an all-out battle, but it's that iron sharpness, iron kind of situation where everybody's making each other better. Yeah. Uh, and that's a different kind of mindset of player, and I think it's working re- very uh, favorable for Michigan. We've already seen that, so that's great to see. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, one of the things is, obviously, I think state fans might have been a little bit I think they thought that, you know, the Duran Irving Bay was a Michigan State lean and a defensive lineman. So he, uh, four-star, he's going to be an outstanding player for Michigan, but he committed to Michigan, and that was a big blow to State. And I I think Michigan State's not even doing very well in its own, <laughs> the state of Michigan. And, and that's not good news for Michigan State right now, so. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I have pro- we discussed it last year, and we'll pro- maybe discuss it more at another point because there's still more recruiting to be done. But it does have to be mentioned. Um, we saw some interesting stuff happen earlier in the year, but as time goes on, these commitments, the videos, and the presentations, everything just keep getting better and better, and. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm a fan of it. I think it's great. I mean, these guys are having fun with it, and they're yeah. uh, doing their videos or presentations or speaking or however. And uh, I just like the create. I mean, like, uh, and uh, I'm sure that you're like this as well. Coming from a creative background or having that creative gene, just you know, throwing in creativity any anywhere and everywhere is always cool to see. And so, with these commitment videos, I'm enjoying it. I'm interested to see how. Uh, how they continue to go in the future. I haven't had a problem with any of them yet so far that I've seen, like as far as, oh, it's taking it too far. But it's been fun because a couple of the recent guys that uh, did some cool videos. Yeah, you're talking obviously to uh, Cesar Ruiz, and his uh, video was really, really well done. Made me laugh. It's just awesome. Um, going with the, with the whole uh, infomercial route and, thought that was just well done and man it was funny and yeah you're right i mean they're they're flexing their creative muscle and and uh and and having fun with it not my only thing with it might be a little bit different is is if you're gonna do it and you're gonna pick the school you know then don't um decommit and go somewhere else then it kind of loses its luster and you know so but yeah you're right I, i i enjoy these quite a bit so yeah, yeah. I've got some concept ideas and everything. So if there are any recruits out there listening, hey, you know, <laughs> you can hit us up. We we know a pretty good video guy. 
by the name of Rashan. Yeah. We could all team up and maybe like do a little brainstorm and have a mind explosion. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's just, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. And I, and then when when they do it well done, obviously, I don't know if you know they're getting help or it's out of their own head. But I actually think that they've probably thought about what how they want to do it. And Caesar Ruiz is was one of the best ones I've seen in quite a while. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, we did, uh, as most, if not all of you know, we've done some uh, interviews. Wow. Yeah. Uh, some interviews in the past, and we, we've had an opportunity here, but I think we're just going to postpone until after the new year. Um, we might even postpone until uh, after National Signing Day, just because there's a lot going on before that for some people. So it might be easiest just with our schedule and uh, some of the recruit schedules and things like that to wait until after National Signing Day. But we're definitely going to wait after the new year. I mean, I know that's like right around the corner. But we do plan to do some of that here uh, coming up sometime if you want to look forward to that. But um, yeah, some um, obviously, you, you know, we got, you know, recruiting's not done. We got some top uh, team, uh, top recruits and the top players that we're still looking into. So. Um, obviously number one guy in our list is Najee Harris and running back out of Antioch, California. So we're looking, uh, to get, try to, uh, decommit him and get him to come to Michigan. So, and then we got, uh, Aubrey Solomon, uh, defensive tackle, great player out of, uh, Georgia. Um, try to pry him away from Georgia. I know Georgia able, was able to get Isaiah Wilson, which was, I thought to me was one of the I'd say 85, 80% possibly going to Michigan. And, you know, that was kind of a disappointment. And I think it disappointed a lot of Michigan fan base, but uh, we'll be all right. Um, And then we got uh, four-star defensive tackle, Jay Tufile, um, good player. Um, I know he's kind of Ohio State lean, but uh, we'll see if we can get him to Michigan. And then Jordan Anthony, another good player out of Florida. And then, um, Terrell, uh, to uh, Daryl Staten, Slayton was a good, is a good player. Uh, Drew Singleton, a linebacker, four star, I mean, uh, out of Paramus. Uh, he's a very heavy Michigan lean. So, um, and then, uh, to shore that up, we got, uh, offensive tackle, Philly Aga and, and linebacker, William, uh, William Gay. And, uh, and then the, Kind of round things off. Uh, Eno, Eno Benjamin, Nico Collins. Nico Collins is a heavy Michigan lean too. So um, and then Becton. So we need we need we got a couple guys on the I'd say on the offensive line that we need to get uh, maybe one or two. So that would be a good uh, since we lost Isaiah Wilson. We'll probably end up trying to get those guys. Yeah, we'll see how those pan out. So. Recent developments on the recruiting front, and of course, uh, still more to come as uh, many anticipate and everything. There will be more announcements coming. So, um, but speaking of players, a topic that's come up, and I don't think we'll talk too long about it. It's not going to be the main uh, topic with the episode or anything, but uh, something that a lot of people have been discussing have has been the players that are sitting out bowl games yeah, ready for the draft. That's a hot topic, man. 
Yeah, people are getting pretty heated about it, and they're the direction they're pointing things at is because of the playoff system. Yeah. Uh, they're they're wondering, they're curious, they're uh, or they're just flat out coming out and saying this is happening because of the playoffs. If their team is not getting in the playoffs, then what's the point in playing in your bowl game when you can be getting ready for the combine? Now, I'll I'll jump more in here and my thoughts, and, I mean, this is thoughts – Really, honestly, you know, these players really, as a, a popular opinion out there has been, is they don't really owe anybody anything. But a thought process for me uh, through this story is just if the so a, a main thing that people are going back to is, well, they're missing out on that time to prep for the draft or the combine to get ready for the draft and things like that, because the players who aren't in bowl games have all that time to get ready for the combine. I think that's junk. I think that's crap. I think that's, that's not the biggest deal because you see some really good players still get drafted after the bowl. I mean, that's how it's always been good players, whether they play in a bowl game or not get drafted high. Now, whether their stock might take a little bit of a hit, on their uh, combine performance, yeah, that'll happen a little bit. But really, if you're a good player, uh, an, uh, a standout player, whether you forego the bowl game and just prep for the combine or you play in your bowl game, you're still going to get drafted pretty high. Now, I know in the first round that there can be a substantial uh, pay difference between some of those uh, positions and everything, but... I don't think it would be anything crazy or catastrophic for somebody to spend that extra time preparing for the draft. I mean, from what I've seen, and I'm not a draft expert or combine expert, but just from what I see, I mean, if you're a good enough player, there are going to be those teams that want you. Um, And every once in a while, there's some risk that the teams take on a player, or uh, there are some players that wind up falling a little bit, but I mean, Craig, you might know better than I do, but I I can't recall anything that was crazy catastrophic where somebody just completely plummeted and thinking that there was an association with them having played in their bowl game with it. No, I mean, obviously, it, it's a, it seems to be – it's a trend. I mean, we've got a trend going, and you know, I don't think – too many players have thought about this. It seems like now they're, you know, you get one player doing it and then the rest starting to think about their career. Um, this is a really tough one, man, for me, because, you know, there's times where I might understand what the player's coming from. I mean, it's almost like taking the Jalen Smith rule or decision, if you want to call it. Jalen Smith was a really high pick in the uh, what, last year's draft really high. I think he was top 10 or something like that. And he played in the bowl game, got seriously injured. And he, he, I think he went in the third or fourth round. I mean, we're talking, they actually estimated his uh, net profit or what he'd make. If he went there, it'd be like 35 million. I mean, that's a lot of money, man. We're talking 35 million. You lost just playing in a bowl game. So I get that end of it. And, but then there's that part of me that just says, Hey, you know what? The bowl game is there for what making school money 
you know, get them, getting them on the map and you're playing for your teammates. You're still a team. You're not, uh, you, you know, you are about yourself after that, but you know, you're still a team. And there's that part where it's still, you know, you're not, the season might be, might be over, but the bowl's not, and you still have one more game to play and get out there and play your all. So it's a tough one, man, for me. I, <laughs> I can see both ends, but you know, it's, you start thinking about the money in your career, it's really difficult. So, Well, let, let me say real quick that uh, I did not mention the idea, the possibility of injury, yeah. which that I can understand. Right. I'm, my statement earlier was just like if a player is going in just from the mindset of preparation, right. Yeah, I think that's basically kind of really like your resume is going to speak for itself. I mean, I know people put a lot on the combine, but. Right. Yeah, as far as injury, though, like you were bringing up, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that can be a big thing. Like, if you're not playing in the playoffs and you're worried about injury, those players, like uh, Leonard Fournette is sitting out, and I don't okay. – and honestly, like I said, I do – they have the right, and they don't really owe anybody anything. Right. Um, so if they choose – whatever they choose, they choose. And, I mean, I know that it doesn't directly affect – us like it's not a Michigan player that's doing this and I feel like if we were in that situation that I would still feel the same way yeah I wouldn't like it but it's just kind of like you know it is what it is you can't I mean you can't really argue with the player but if it's a player that's had issues with injury I I totally would understand it or it's just like I've had some issues with injury this could really affect my Uh, where I go in the draft and everything, if it's a player that's never really dealt anything with any injuries before, then I kind of be like, "Uh, yeah, mm, I kind of understand what you're saying, but it's just like you're not one of those high-risk injury players. Right, yeah. But then again, in the end, like I said, it's really kind of up to them, and I'm hoping and kind of believing in myself that it's the truth where if it was a Michigan player, I would still feel the same way but that's a little tough to say on the outside looking at. Yeah, and how would you know, you know, let's say they do play. How do you know they're even going to give it their all? I mean, <laughs> you don't know if they're even going to play that, you know, 100% or whatever. It's just, you know, maybe they're just going through the motion to get it over with. You never know. So it's a really difficult one because you're talking about, you know, it's a kid's career, you know, and they dreamed about getting to the NFL and playing and, you know, and obviously they're going to make their money, but uh, it is a fickle business where you're just you get to a point to where it's like you drop from one round to the next, and you talk about that's so much money lost. That's crazy. I mean, I know the NFL kind of created this, but uh, in a way, it's like you know, what do you do? Insure players? <laughs> you have an insurance with them? You no, know, do they sign a? a contract that they have to play throughout the year and even the bowl game. I mean, we have, we come down to that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, or do, you know, do, are we going to start seeing signs of players coming out of high school and playing for the NFL, which I don't see because there's not, I don't think they're ready, but um, it's a weird road. This is going down and I'm not sure where it's going to go after that. Yeah. um, It'll be interesting. I mean, like I said, I mean, I've kind of voiced my opinion as far as, like, I don't take a huge issue with it. I know, like I said, that would kind of bug me, but really their decision is their decision. It's like the same decision of a player deciding to leave early for the NFL. 
It's just like instead of comparing it to a single game, mm-hmm. you're comparing it to an entire season. Like right. say a player leaves at the end of their junior year to go to the NFL. It's just like, well, what about this whole entire season? You could be playing with your team, your teammates, and all these other things. Um, and I know that it's it does have its differences because there's a division between the season, the end of one season and the start of another. But it, it's kind of the same concept. They're leaving early. Yeah. Um, and so I know a lot of people have been talking about a lot of former players, uh, people in the sports media and everything saying they would give anything to play last one last game with their team. And that, that is kind of the unique experience too. And where I think a lot of them would believe it's just like, there's a special thing with the bowl games because it is for some of these players, the last time you're going to be playing with your team. It's your last time to be able to have that bond with your teammates uh, to share that special moment. Yeah, sure. You could not play and you could go to the game and you could still enjoy it and everything, but you're not being on the field is not the same thing as being as playing in the game. Right. So uh, it really just, I mean, it's going to be a personal preference kind of thing. Some, some players that's not going to bother some players that will. So it's going to be different for a lot of them. I mean, Maybe you'll see some increase within everything. I don't know if it's going to really become an epidemic. Here's the thing, though. If it if it does become an epidemic, this is just going to be another um, uh, reason to then expand the playoff. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, it's definitely a difficult thing where if it were me, I would play because the very fact is I, I can't imagine that, you know, sometimes – You'd have to have a your teammates be very um, forgiving, or I don't know about forgiving is the right word, but more of like understanding, understanding about it. Yeah, exactly about what you're doing and what where you're trying to achieve and try to get to the NFL. But you know, there might be your teammates that are like, you know, what a cop out, dude. It's one game you can play. Give me a break. You know, what are the odds of you getting hurt during the game are pretty slim. Um, and you can't play one game with us, you know, and, you know, I, I would worry about what my teammates thought about me. You know, I just, the respect level would be there that, uh, uh respecting that, Hey, I'm going to the NFL, but yet I'm still going to play my heart out for the one last game kind of thing. So, and not you know, skip out, but certainly is a tough one to figure out. But, uh, man, I'm telling you, man, the money thing, that's, it's a tough one. <laughs> not sure what I would do there. Oh yeah, for sure. No, but, it's... Know, I did run a poll. I ran a poll on the same thing that you know they had out, and I had seven, almost seventy percent of people said they don't like uh, that a player skips out. So, they'd yeah. So and I and I get that. I would be like if if you said do you like it or do you not like it, I would say not like it. I mean, I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't really necessarily like try to voice an argument against them. Right. Doing it. But yeah. So, yeah, that's been a large conversation that's been going on. Um, Depending on how much it continues, maybe we'll touch on it again. But for the uh, to continue conversation, we'll keep things kind of moving along here um, and going with the football talk. And actually, we'll focus in on the Big Ten. Uh, What we will do with this episode is we'll go ahead and just kind of touch touch briefly on all the bowl games for the conference and then um we'll talk a little bit about michigan's orange bowl at the end 
won't do a lot with it because next week will be the preview episode for that game, so we'll go a lot more in depth there. But just an opportunity to touch on everything, and uh, uh, and a few things we'll uh, talk more on because each team has their own uh, topics and everything. But I do want to kind of keep it brief with some of it, so I'm going to try actually see if I can pull up here and see if I can use it. Um, maybe like a two minute limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for each one, and then uh, just to kind of keep it moving along. So hold on. There we go. Let's. All right. So when we are at our two uh, two minute limit, you'll be able to. Uh, oh yeah, I was wondering if you had something cool. Here are time. Uh, that's the best bell. It was. It's either that or this one. Oh, good guy. Yeah, not a fan of that one. Or maybe no. That's like <laughs> that's like uh, dance club. Sound mixer pumping the air horn. So, yeah, so we'll do the uh, bell when our time's winding up and we'll just finish final thoughts and then move on to the next one. Sound like a plan? Yeah. Sounds like boxing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a boxing bell. I thought I had another bell. That's all right. So, okay. All right. So, we will get things going here. And the first one, oh, actually, no, that was another thing that I wanted to pull up. What happened to it? I wanted to see if there are early. numbers for these games i'm sure there's got to be they probably had them right after the bulls were announced on what the spreads were going to be so let me see if i can pull that up here real quick and shazam there we go okay so we have it for the first big 10 game is the Quick Lane Bowl with Maryland versus Boston College, and it's 2.30 p.m. on December 26th, so the day after Christmas. I uh, DJ Durkin did uh, quite the decent job with uh, his team under his first year, and he's actually going to be facing against uh, Brown's previous team uh, yep. that he was the defensive coordinator for at Boston College. So this uh, could be kind of an interesting matchup. The current spread is uh, Maryland at negative one. So they're expecting it to be a close one. Yeah. Uh, quick quick thoughts on it, Craig? Um, you know, Maryland's got a, like you said, pretty decent offense, but they just can't, you know, they can't stop anybody. I don't know. I This one's up in the air because both teams got their issues and problems all the way around. But uh I thought I like uh, Boston College in this game, so I like them a little bit more. So you uh, you would kind of anticipate Boston College? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll discuss it more here at the end of it, um, but yeah. before time kind of runs out, I've liked Maryland. I know that I've uh, bet with them on the spread a lot, uh, and they did relatively well. I think DJ Durkin did well. Boston College, I, I'm, I know last year this was the case, but I feel it was also this year. They were a bit anemic offensively. Right. Um, so I just think that Maryland might have their act together a little bit more. I know it's kind of a lot being on Durkin's first year, but I think I might give the edge to Maryland. Um, and so I'm I'm thinking the Big Ten, uh, or I, I don't like using the conference reference, but uh, that Maryland might be able to do the win. So do you have kind of like by, uh, a spread on how much you think Boston College will win? Uh, probably around you know, a touchdown or so. 
you know, and, and you obviously got Don Brown's defense still there. Um, what the heck? That was two minutes, man. Oh, okay. So finish your thought. I'll <laughs> well, let you finish yeah, your thought. Yeah, Don Brown's uh, defense is still there, and I think they got just enough gas to stop Maryland. So, Yeah, I think uh, – so for my closing thought on it, I think Maryland would be able to take it. Um, but I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, they have it as a one-point spread. Yeah. I think – Either team, but if, ex- anticipating Maryland winning, I think the biggest margin of victory would maybe be ten points. So, yeah. But all right. So then the next game that we have is Minnesota versus Washington State, and that is the National Funding Holiday Bowl. Good grief! So yes, there. Uh, we might touch on. We might discuss this a little bit after the two minute mark. But everybody's probably heard a little bit about what happened with Minnesota and their players, and maybe boycotting this game. Yeah, uh, mass chaos and everything. I honestly was thinking. Let's see. The point spread. Washington State is favored by ten points. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. I think that's about right. I think Washington State's a little bit pissed off that they, you know, didn't win their last game, and you know, I think they're going to come in. I think they're going to beat with Minnesota. Minnesota's got some distractions going on on that program. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I totally agree. I was thinking, especially when they first talked about the uh, the suspended players, even. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that that was going to cause too much problem in Minnesota. I had higher hopes for this year, so with them. Um, going into this game with so many question marks everywhere, I don't have a very good feeling yeah. for them. But uh, Washington State, yeah, they were ex- they were doing well in the Pac-12, and yeah, they had a, r- a few rough spots, uh, but they are a pretty strong teams. So. Yeah, the last game they didn't perform very well, but uh, yeah, they you know Minnesota's. I thought like you, I thought they'd be a little bit better, but they turned out to be decent they weren't better that great no i thought they'd do better than that but uh you know holiday ball at 7 p.m at night so you know it's you know washington state's had a pretty good team this year they did better than expected so i think they get it yeah yeah but i i would say big 10 for me man yeah you're you're going with the o and two and everything so would you do you have a uh spread margin of victory no i like the 10 you know 14 to 10 spread for them okay yeah i'm really thinking that then minnesota with everything that we've said going on this is just not gonna be good for game for them and washington state's gonna come out uh firing all cylinders so i'm putting at at least probably a 14 i i probably say more than 14 points on that one but we'll kind of see how that one rolls so then the uh, moving along to the next day of games. Actually, we have two Big Ten games on Wednesday. Sorry, December twenty eighth. The two p.m. game being uh, number two. Wow, <laughs> number twenty three Pittsburgh versus Northwestern. Then uh, two o'clock in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. Wow. Okay, it's in New York, huh? Yeah. Um, what? That'll be it's a tough game, man. Yeah, Pittsburgh is favored by five and a half points in that matchup. Yeah, Pittsburgh's the same team that beat Penn State. So And they beat Clemson? Yeah, Clemson? they have a good, good running back. Uh, yeah. I have, I have Pitt winning this game. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's okay. I, you know, Pitt's got a really good – Pitt's got a not a bad team. You know, had a few bad losses, but they got some great wins against Penn State, and I think you're right, against Clemson. But they got a really pretty good uh, running back, you know, who has a great story. I think the running back had cancer and came back and – uh, and, and ran really well. So they got this, you know, really good story behind their program that um, it motivates them. So, and I think, uh, I think Pitt's going to beat Northwestern. So, yeah, I think um, things are looking more favorable for Pittsburgh here. I mean, the spread obviously is kind of pointing to that. I don't know. I'd be kind of interested to look this up, but I kind of feel like Pat Fitzgerald doesn't have the best bowl record. Uh, he's done well with getting Northwestern into the bowl season, but I don't feel like they have a very good bowl record. So I'm kind of leaning to, and this is just me going by memory on this one. So I'd probably be leaning more, a little bit more, uh, towards kind of the history of things. And, uh, I mean, looking at it too, obviously you can see that Pitt's ranked and Northwestern is not. So you have that there. Uh, do you have a spread, uh, any idea with the point spread? What it might turn out to be? Uh, I'd say about ten points. Okay, I um, th- I'm thinking that might be a close one. Northwestern can be competitive, and not saying that they would get um, blown out or anything, but I think that they'll be able to keep with it. But uh, eventually, Pitt would pull away. So yeah, it might be ten, fourteen, nothing, nothing too crazy, too terrible for them. So uh, the same day, then at eight thirty p.m. Uh, the Foster Farms Bowl is Indiana versus number nineteen Utah in in California. So, boy, that really favors Utah. <laughs> yeah, don't you think they're a seven and a half point favorite for uh, the game? Sorry, Indiana man, Utah's pretty good team. So, man, you are showing no love for the Big no. Ten. I'm not. I know it's crazy. I'm looking at it. I'm showing none. <laughs> yeah, you've you're zero for four. I've at least gone one for four, man. I so I, uh, I don't like this game, man. For Indiana, I just don't. I think Utah still has a great team. I still think they're competitive. I think they really did. Uh, they did well against um, uh, Washington. I think you know, and they played well against them. Um, so I think Utah's still got a lot of weapons. They have a great coach there. So. Um, and obviously California, and we probably have more Utah fans than Indiana, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not look, liking this for the Hoosiers, man. Yeah, I'm. Indiana is going to have to play on top of their game. They're going to have to play their A game across the board. Uh, Utah is definitely a good opponent. So, I mean, uh, Indiana has shown itself being uh, pretty credible. I'm. Uh, they stuck close with us in the uh our kind of snowball this year if you'd say it but yeah. then uh they stuck close with some other teams i mean they've had that and they're uh they've always had it appears to be the offense to keep up with teams but they just don't have the defense to be able to exactly. stay with teams but this year they they've been better than previous so if they play on their aim game they could do some damage so mm-hmm. uh it, it will be kind of interesting to see but is out there on the West Coast. So your thoughts on kind of the spread on how things might turn out with the final score? Yeah, I think Utah wins by 14. Okay. Yeah, well, you're, I, you go back like you just said. You made a good point about Indiana. They have a great offense. 
it's just you know the defense can't really stop anybody so yeah i'm i'm actually gonna also give this to uh utah um i think they might be able to put away indiana if it becomes a shootout indiana's gonna be dangerous but i think utah uh their defense might be able to do more um just because like i said indiana's gonna have to be uh playing a really good game so i would say yeah 14 maybe even 17 points somewhere around there uh for the win for utah so then um next day of games for the big 10 uh that was wednesday we moved to friday the 30th so the 330 game is nebraska versus 21 tennessee and the point spread for that one is tennessee favored by four and a half okay hmm all right. Oh, and that's the uh, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, or otherwise known as the Music City Bowl. So, yeah. So crazy. It's a game in Tennessee. What? Yeah. And Tennessee's playing in it. What? Well, this game. How convenient. Yeah, it's in Tennessee. It's in Nashville. Wow. I know. Give me a break. My God. It's, oh, so, don't don't work too hard there, SEC. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to travel too far. <laughs> a 3.30 p.m. game. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, I have one question for you, man, in this game. Is their quarterback, is Nebraska's quarterback going to play? I mean, if he's not playing, I don't think Nebraska has a chance to win this game. So, Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. It just, it comes down to him. He's just, a, he's a good good quarterback. He's mobile. He's, he's strong. He's loose. I don't know if he's still playing after that concussion he had so i don't know i thought didn't did he play in the next game i can't remember i didn't really pay attention sorry but it but it i don't know i can't remember either but i think you know that all hedges on that i feel i still think their quarterback issue quarterback's an issue in this game i think it's still up in the air well who that what what they're gonna do so um, yeah but it all obviously depends on that yeah, no, I I agree. If if he's if Armstrong's not playing, I don't give Nebraska a chance. So, and if right. Armstrong is playing, I don't give Nebraska much of a chance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, not saying that they're. I, I just now Nebraska has kind of seemed a little bit overrated. Uh, they're not that great of a team, or they haven't been as great of a team as some people predicted. But. Um, uh, kind of a spread. What do you think uh, the win margin would be? And uh, actually, I don't think if you said who would win yet. So, well, I think Tennessee wins by ten. But you like you're right. But if Armstrong's not playing, and then you got Riker Fife coming in as the fill-in quarterback at Nebraska, I just don't see Nebraska winning this game. I think Tennessee. You know, Tennessee's been you know skating by teams all year. Um, they've had a couple years, but I think since it's in Tennessee, you're going to see a lot of uh, Vol fans there. I just I see Tennessee beating Nebraska. That, that's what stinks. If Armstrong was playing in this game, I actually believe I think Nebraska could win this game, and I would give a, a win to a Big Ten. But I don't see it happening then. Well, I think Armstrong will be playing, yeah. but I still think I'm going to give it to Tennessee. But it'll be a closer one, like maybe a ten point win or less. So yeah. Uh, Michigan's Orange Bowl is that same day, but we were going to kind of talk about that later. So we will move on to other game, uh, other Big Ten games, which the next 
day for games would be Saturday, December 31st. We have the playoff game, which is the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl uh, college football playoff semifinal, 7 p.m., number three, Ohio State versus number two, Clemson. And the early spread on that is Ohio State favored by three and a half points. No, wow. <laughs> it's okay. It's in Arizona. Okay, 7 p.m. Okay, well, I, I, that, I don't believe that at all. That's ridiculous. I just think that's just selling Clemson short. I mean, Clemson's had its issues on defense, but... Their quarterback's really good, man, and 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 he can throw the ball really well. So even if he throws two interceptions, um, Watson has the ability to actually throw four touchdowns in a row, and he showed that against uh, Louisville. So even when he's they're behind, they actually can pull off a win. They've done it all year. Uh, he did it against uh, quite a few teams. So. Uh, I, I just think that point spreads way off. I think I think Clemson wins this game. I do. I think Clemson's going to beat Ohio State. I think they got them figured out. I think they're going to use the Michigan playbook that we used. I think they're going to pressure um, Barrett all game to throw in the pocket like he did with us. And when he does that, he's a little off. I don't think he's very accurate. And I think uh, Clemson's got too many weapons on offense. You know, I think they're much better on offense than we were. Um, and you know, and it came down to, you know, last play. So, and I think Clemson pulls this off. I don't think that three point spreads. Eh, no, no, I'm not with that one. Okay. Well, yeah, I think Ohio state was not, I mean, you saw some of those close games they had, they had the close game with, uh, they lost to Penn state. They had a relatively close game against Northwestern. They had the close game against Michigan state. They, of course, had the close game against Michigan. So uh, they're obviously a good team. Um, I'm not saying that they're, like, hugely overrated or anything, but I think that you are right that Clemson's maybe not getting enough credit here. Now, of course, I have been down on Clemson a little bit um, because of their close games this year as well. I, and of course it is a, it was a small point spread, but I think it's going to be a Clemson win by a touchdown or less. Uh, it'll probably be a close fought battle and everything. So yeah, we'll I agree. so yeah. we're both kind of on the same page with that. So then uh, the last day for big 10 games, there's three of them on Monday, January 2nd. Uh, the first one being 1 PM Florida, uh, number 17, Florida versus Iowa in the Outback Bowl. Yeah. Okay. And hold on. I got the spread for that is Florida favored by three points. Yeah, man. And it's at Florida. It's in Tampa Bay. Or Convenient. Tampa. Oh, man. The <laughs> SEC gets so lucky. Jeez, man. What is up with this? That's <laughs> crazy. They could all stay on campus in their dorms and just wake up and drive their car over. and Pretty like, much. They roll, out, roll out of bed and get right to the bowl. Oh my god! Okay, maybe it's not that close, but so. well, Florida's Florida. I mean, Florida hasn't changed in the past couple of years. Florida's got a great defense; they have no offense. So, I think Iowa's going to win this game. So, I think Iowa's got enough. I think they showed that they've 
you know, got a really veteran quarterback, uh, pretty good team, uh, good running back. Obviously, Michigan knows that. Um, and I just think Florida is, is capable of stopping Iowa from running the ball and possibly passing. But I just don't think – I think Iowa's got a pretty good defense to stop Florida. Florida's offense anemic. They can't really do very much. So I'm going to pick Iowa in this. So I'm not sure what the spread is. I think it will be a close game, though. Okay. Yeah, definitely agree with you on the thoughts on Florida. Uh, nothing special on offense. Iowa's just been up and down. It's tough to say. Yeah. If Iowa brings their A game and everything, maybe they could do. I know they've got some seniors going out, so maybe they'll want to. They'll pull things together and everything. I don't have the highest uh, confidence in Iowa. Right. It will probably be a close game. I'll, it's going to be a defensive game. It's probably going to be kind of like the Iowa Michigan game. Not a lot of points scored. Yeah. Uh, whoever kind of wins the turnover margin battle and everything. So I might lean the other way and actually say Florida though. So Florida by a touchdown or less, just not a lot of, not a lot of faith in Iowa, but we'll, we'll kind of see. I mean, they got destroyed yeah. last year, but that's right. Of if you like, if you hate low scoring games, this might not be the game for you. Yes. Very true. <laughs> very good point. Uh, next game for that day is at one, also at 1 PM. And this is the Goodyear cotton bowl classic. How, Wow. They're doing those at the same time or why they're doing those at the same time. I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, uh, you have number 15, Western Michigan playing number eight, Wisconsin. And the current spread for that one is Wisconsin only favored by seven and a half points. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm playing at uh, AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. So, um yeah, I, I I just don't think Western Michigan, great team, great year, um, great coach. Wow, they just have played incredible. Actually, they feed off their coach a lot of high energy, high moment, high tempo team, which is great. But man, Western Michigan has not met a, a defense like Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's been bullying teams all year round. Uh, they bullied uh, Ohio State. They bullied us. Uh, they've been pretty darn good all year, and and I just don't see Western Michigan winning this game at all. So I just think, uh, depending on who the quarterback is for Wisconsin, I just they got a two-headed horse and running backs at Wisconsin. They'll do well, and I just I, I have Wisconsin probably winning by 14, 21 points. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Wisconsin defense is going to be something different for Western Michigan. I mean, they have, and give them credit, they have had a great season. I do think they're a good team and everything. Um, and it will probably be competitive. But I think in the second half, after um, they're worn down and everything, I think the athleticism and just the level of player that Wisconsin has is just going to be able to keep uh, – keep rolling along just as because Western Michigan has some good players, but Wisconsin just has a full team um, with those kind of players and athletes. So I think that they'll be able to keep it up in the second half. And so I do think it will be a, a double digit win. Like you said, uh, 14 points or more. So there's that one as well. And then the last one rolling things out is the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern mutual 5 PM. You have number nine USC, First, number five, Penn State. 
Wow. And the spread for that one is don't go anywhere. USC favored by six and a half points. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's in California. Oh man. Uh, yeah, well, the Rose Bowl. And- okay, you know what? I'll just I'll, I'll just put it out there. USC's on a roll, man. They've been on a roll for a while. They 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 got to they're 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 gelling at the right time. Uh, they gelled a little bit too late for obviously the playoff. Oh shoot, Craig, did we lose you? Okay, so we actually just lost Craig there. I believe my internet went out, unfortunately. Of course, that's how it goes. So uh, Craig was sharing his thoughts there with the USC Penn State matchup. He was leaning more towards USC. Didn't really get to get his closing thoughts, but uh, he was leaning more towards USC. Who knows by what the point spread exactly. But to finish out thoughts on that bowl game, I'll kind of keep it brief here. I do believe that it will be USC's game because like Craig was saying, USC is on a roll. USC is coming back into its own. They do have those great classes, those great athletes, and they are kind of uh, restoring to the level of uh, playing that they usually have. So I think that they will be taking it over Penn state Uh, might be a close game. Penn state can do shootout. So uh, we'll kind of see how that progresses and what happens there with that. But I think that the game will ultimately go to USC. Maybe not a blowout. Maybe not a blowout, but I do think that it could, uh, it'll be a double-digit win there for uh, USC in that matchup. So I uh, kind of thrown with a curveball here since since Internet went out, since Craig is gone. I'm just finishing things out here. And uh, we were actually going to touch base on the Michigan Bowl game And the small bit of uh, touching base was actually going to be a voicemail that was left uh, about a week and a half ago, maybe a little bit longer, that we hadn't gotten to yet by uh, S.D. Brown. He called again. uh, Really loved getting his calls. And now I can't play it because I don't have internet because it's on my Google Voice account. So yet again, we can't use it. It's going to work great when we talk about the bowl game. It was going to be great for a little preview. I thought it was going to be great to be able to get people to listen to it and then maybe generate a conversation coming from it. But we're going to have to wait until next time to use it. So hate that it comes down to it, but the some stupid happened with the Internet. So this is a situation that we find ourselves in. We weren't going to talk too much about the Orange Bowl because we do have our preview episode coming up. But what I can say is that we don't have an announcement. We have a little bit of an update from some stuff that we've been talking about in uh, the Blue Network group and everything. So uh, don't don't leave anywhere. Don't go anywhere because I do want to make sure that you guys hear this, this little bit of an update thing that we've been ta- talking about before we, uh, as we're doing our uh, closing thoughts here. So uh, stick around and we'll be talking about that next. All right, so we have been discussing things. Like we said, we've got the the group, the Blue Network, Everything Michigan Football. It's a group on Facebook. Uh, We've got around 1,500 people, I think, in the group now, somewhere around there. Great group, growing all the time. Uh, And what we've talked about 
is possibly having a viewing party for the Orange Bowl game somewhere where everybody can, uh, anybody in the relative area in the state of Michigan, if you're coming out of the state of Michigan, I mean, I guess you can do that too, uh, but can come together, watch the game. We'll do some recording, and we're going to try to live stream some stuff, hoping to maybe get there early before the game, and we can live stream some stuff leading up to the game. And then... uh, Record uh, people's thoughts, maybe get some predictions, get some uh, listeners uh, that are going to be there, uh, get them on the show and everything. Uh, just a, a, just some that kind of came to mind here in the past few weeks that we're trying to plan and put together. I have two leads on where we might be doing that. This is not solid, but two leads that we have is either scorekeepers in Ann Arbor or Arbor Brewing Company in Ann Arbor. Those are our two biggest leads right now. So if anybody has any insight or any thoughts on those two locations, uh, tweet us, email us, call us, however you want to. Uh, if you're like, Oh, I love this place. Um, you know, share your thoughts and everything. I've, I've spoken with some people from both of those locations. It sounds like it's a decent possibility of happening. I either, uh, had some positive feedback from them, um, and so I'm going to be trying to get more information from them further on that. So uh, put, putting that out there, putting that information, uh, that could be happening for the Orange Bowl on December 30th. So uh, keep that on your radar. Uh, that uh, Those two locations are in Ann Arbor. If it's happening, it's probably going to be one of those two locations. And hopefully uh, we might have an announcement here kind of right here around Christmas. Uh, maybe right before Christmas or right after Christmas there, that Monday afterwards. So we'll we'll kind of see how it comes together and everything. But want to put that on your radar. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook, like we mentioned. Craig and I are both on Twitter, Blue Bros underscore in our names. So Blue Bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. Uh, we've got our website, bluebrothersportscast.com. Uh, SoundCloud is where you can find all our episodes. And... Now, like I mentioned at the beginning, I've been swamped with things with work, but now that things are starting to clear up, I'm going to wrap things up with that caption the uh, caption competition that we had that didn't go anywhere. We're still working with that. So uh, we might actually, if it works out getting done in time, we might be able to do the drawing for the winner at the viewing party for the Orange Bowl uh, if it works out to be that way. So another cool thing that we could do there as well. So uh, with that being said, I think that's most of it. Uh, I really feel like I got thrown a curveball with the internet being out. So I'm trying to make sure that I wrap everything up. Um, but we do appreciate you guys listening in. We really appreciate our listeners. Always a lot of great feedback, a lot of great insight, a lot of great conversation going on. And uh, we will keep you guys posted about the possible viewing party. And uh, hope you guys are enjoying your time. Enjoy Christmas. Have a good time. Hopefully you can spend some time with your families. Uh, enjoy the vacation, but drive safe. And as always, go blue.